starting the second shear of Toshin Aleph, and we're on the bottom of page one, the last word in line. And we're just in the middle of speaking about the level to which Malkus of Atzilus, the Pneumus of Malkus of Atzilus, the Ratzin, the Tainik that Hashem has in being king, ascends to on the night of Rosh Hashanah, ascends to the level of Malkus de Ein Soif, the Malchus, how it's included within the infinite essence of Hashem, how it is before the symptom, how it's totally included within Hashem's essence. And that is the level of Melech Yochid, as opposed to Yochid Chei Ha'olam Melech, which that would refer to the actual Malchus, how it is in, already within the, um, relating to creation, and being the life force for creation, whereas Melech Yochid refers to Malchus, how it's totally included within the Yochid, within Hashem's infinite essence, before the symptom. And then we said that it's known that the, in general, Malchus Ein Soif is the desire of Hashem of Ana Enlich to be king. And there's two levels within that. One is how this desire to be king has already become a revealed, expressed desire. But it's still talking about this desire is within the infinite energy of Hashem before the concealment of that infinite energy. And before Hashem, the energy is actually on a level to be king over the world, meaning to be actually relate to worlds and enliven them. Because only that type of energy is only Shaykh after the concealment of the infinite energy, after the Tzimtzum. So we're talking about the in the first level within Malchus Vein Saif, which is the Ratzon Goli, Hashem to reveal desire for being a king over worlds. Now we're going to define what this in general, the idea of Malucha is, the idea of kingship is within divinity and within an actual king in the physical world in order to understand why the whole idea of kingship is only Shaykh after the Tzimtzum. When you're talking about a level of divinity which is already contracted, concealed, diminished and can relate to finite creations. So starting on the bottom of the page. Key, starting the page, the whole idea of kingship, even though the whole idea of kingship is something which is exalted and totally lifted above the subjects. That's the whole idea of a king. It's a king in its very essence, the definition of a king is somebody who is totally uplifted and above the subjects. From his shikhmoy, from his shoulders, he's higher than the whole nation, which implies, and Chassidus explains, that even his midas are be'inareich to the um, to the moichin, to the seichel of the whole rest of the nation. So even the idea of maluch of kingship is the idea of remus being exalted and removed from creation and from the subjects. But there has to still be some type what, of a relationship and a connection to worlds that you should be able to say that he's being misnasi, he's being exalted above or upon the worlds or upon the subjects. When you say this idea of remus misnasis, the king is exalted above the nation, you're still implying that there's a relationship of the king to the nation. He is exalted above something, above the nation. So therefore there must be some type of relationship with the subjects. Just like when we're talking about in the actual idea of kingship down here in the physical world, there has to be, the king has to have some type of relationship with the nation which he is king over. That he has, she should have some type of connection. There should be some, some erech, some comparison between the king and the nation that he should be able to be, exalt himself and uplift himself to be king over this nation. And also that the nation should have some type of connection to the king that they should be able to accept him as their king. If he was totally removed from them, he, they wouldn't be able to accept him as their king. Like it explains in other places, ah, we're going to explain here, the idea of being king over a of, over animals, a, a human being king over animals, doesn't work. There's no erech between the animal and the human. Therefore, the animal is not going to be able to accept the human as the king, and the king is not going to be able to misnase on the animal. 
because there's no erech between them. They're totally be'inareich. Meaning that within the idea of kingship, there's two concepts. And this is all to explain that which is the Hashem's desire to be king, within that there's two levels. There's the actual revealed desire to be king, which is still before the Tzimtzum, meaning still before having a connection with creation. And the connection with creation only comes after the sense. And that's the idea of Malucha. Even though it's being exalted above the subjects, above the worlds, nevertheless, there must be some type of connection between the king and the worlds, between the physical king also and the subjects. There's two, two ideas. One idea of kingship is it's only possible to have be a king over a species which has some type of comparison to the king. But another idea of kingship is the idea of being removed, the king being removed, and that the subject should be totally separate from the king, so therefore he should be able to rule over them, meaning he has to be higher within himself, totally higher. But at the same time, he has to have some type of relationship with the subjects. That's why kingship can only be, the king can only be king over the species of humans. Not on, not on animals which are not... Have, have any relationship, any comparison to the man. But at the same time, the second concept of Melucha, that has to be, has to be um, something which is, which is foreign and separate from the king, that he should be able to be ruler, over, rule over them. And so within the humans themselves, there has to be a king over people who are foreign to the king, I mean, not the king's children meaning to servants of the king, not on the king's very own children, because the whole idea of kingship is only possible on something who has a comparison, has some type of relationship with the king, not on something which is totally, and also he should be totally above this subject which he is ruling over. So the analog will be understood in godliness. This is only relating to the levels of divinity, which is after the initial contraction and concealment of the infinite energy of Hashem. This whole idea of Malucha can only be talking about a level of divinity, which is after the Tzimtzum, because the godly energy after the Tzimtzum, that's only when the energy starts, the godliness starts to having a relationship, a connection, a comparison to the finite created worlds. And therefore you can say that the level of Malchus is being exalted above worlds and ruling over the worlds. But at the same time, the worlds are compared, they have a relationship with Malchus, they're on the same realm as Malchus, therefore they can receive the energy from Malchus. But when you're talking about the godly energy, the infinite energy of Hashem, before the initial concealment of that energy, you can't talk about any relationship with worlds, not even in a way of being misnasi on the worlds, because you're saying misnase on something. You're being exalted, being uplifted on something. But here, on the divine energy, the infinite energy of Hashem before the Tzimtzum, there is no room, there is no relationship with anything outside of the infinite essence of Hashem at that, at that level. And also that the world, the subjects, can't receive that divine energy, how it is in its pristine state, in its unlimited state. But within the infinite energy of itself, there is this level of the rotzin, the desire to be king. Behind the Shabbat, who 
meaning we're talking about a level of divinity within the essence of Hashem before the Timsim, but still it's a oyu, a divine energy on that level which has a somewhat of a relationship to worlds. So that is the level of Malchus of Ein Seif. It's a level of divinity before the Tzimtzum. But it's the desire for creation. So it's with a level within Atzmas Gufa. It's a Oyu which has a Shaykhis, potential Shaykhis to worlds. But only will actually have a real Shaykhis after the Tzimtzum. So that's one level, it said, within the Malchus of Ein Seif, the Ratzina of Anam Emlech. The one level is that the Ratzin actually comes to a, des- a revealed desire to be king, which is still before the Tzimtzum, but even before the Tzimtzum, an Oyu, which has a Shaykhis to, to Ilmus. Ba'abeis, in the second level of this Malchus of Saif is, B'chinas HaRatzin Azeh, K'mbo'yishu Behelem Atzmusei. This desire to be king, how it's still totally concealed with Inishem's essence, and has not yet come to a concrete, revealed, expressed desire yet. At that level, there is no shaykhist to worlds at all. So basically what we're saying is that really the, the only level of divinity which we can have a relationship to worlds and still be above them, which that's the idea of melucha, it has a relationship, it's somewhat comparable to the subjects, to the worlds, but at the same time above it. That's only in the oyin saif, that's only in the divine energy which is after the tzimtzum. Only after there's been a concealment of the infinite energy of Hashem, which leaves room for a feeling of separateness, which creates, which allows for a divine energy, which is in the same realm as the created worlds, meaning a finite, contracted divine energy. Only that energy can have a relationship with limited worlds and be, so to say, a king over those worlds. But when you're talking about the energy of Hashem before the Tzimtzum, it is totally within a different realm than the created finite worlds. But every single energy within that comes after the Tzimtzum has to have a source before the Tzimtzum. So the source for this level of energy, which is shaykh to be a king, so to say, over the world, which is this level of Malchus, is within the Ratzin of Hashem, before the Tzimtzim, how it is totally within the Atmos. It is the desire of Hashem, how it's already become revealed, and the revealed desire to be king. And that is the Oyur of Hashem, which has a potential shaykhist to worlds before the Tzimtzim. Obviously not an actual, because there has not yet been a Tzimtzim, which will allow this more finite contracted Oyur to come out, which actually has Shaykhist worlds. But this is the this is the source for this Oyu, which will eventually be king over the worlds. The source is the Hashem's actual, concrete, revealed desire to be king over the worlds. That is the potential, the Oyu which has a potential Shaykhist worlds. And the second level of the Malchistin Saif is the Ratzin, how it's totally hidden within Hashem's essence and then has not yet become revealed. And that is the source for an energy which is comes after the actual Tzimtzum, which totally transcends creation. Which in general it speaks about another place like Chassidus, the basically the difference between Mamalik Kolom and Sevi Kolom. The energy of Hashem, which is a Mamalik, fills all the worlds. It's a finite, contracted, limited divine energy which can relate to worlds, but still all the worlds are totally bottled to that energy which enlivens them every moment. That's the idea of the Malchus, which is the basically the divine energy which becomes source for creation, and therefore thereby is king over creation, controls creation, conducts creation. And then there's the divine energy of Sevi Kolom encompassing all the worlds, the energy which Hashem, which is the infinite revelation of divinity, and which is not felt and sensed and revealed within the worlds, but rather it's found within all the worlds, but in a way which is not revealed and felt within them. And that is rooted in the Ratzin of Hashem before the Tzimtzum, before it has become revealed. Whereas the Mamali Kolom, the Irmetzum is rooted in the Ratzin of Hashem before the Tzimtzum, but has how it has already become revealed and expressed.
Now moving on to Sif Beis of the Mimer. Abir Inyin, who took to explain this more, these ideas of the Malchus Vein Saif, the revealed Ratzin of Hashem, and the the revealed Ratzin of Hashem to be king, and the one which is still concealed within the hidden essence of Hashem, which are sources for the level of divinity, which will actually be able to enclose in worlds and be king over the worlds, and the source of the divine energy, which is still above, being able to be enclosed in worlds in a, in a revealed way, an internal way. So to explain this more, we see clearly the idea of kingship down here in the physical world. We see that a physical flesh and blood king, when the people of his of his king of his kingdom crown him with the crown of kingship, they give him his actual crown, the day of coronation. This coronation is what actually arouses within the king a desire that he should desire and want to have this kingship. So the coronation is actually arousing the king to desire to be a king. And this, the actual arousal of the king to be king, the people arousing, his subjects arousing him to be king, comes about through the bitl that they are displaying to the king, which is expressed in this idea that they're giving him his keser, his crown. How is this bitl expressed? That all the subjects of the king are totally nullified to him, before him, at this day of coronation, showing that they are totally giving over their lives and all of their desires to the king and surrendering, surrendering their lives and their desires to him. Totally. Without any room for their own desires at all. To do everything that the king commands them, with just accepting upon themselves the yoke of the king, of the, of the new king's kingship, without anything that will hold them back and prevent them from fulfilling the king's desires. Because there is nothing which is impossible when it comes to fulfilling the command of the king. Like the famous statement the Gemara says, that if the king, king says, uproot a mountain, that is what happens. What the king wants happens, is fulfilled. So how do the subjects of the king arouse within him this desire to become king just by giving him the crown? Because this day of coronation, they're basically displaying by giving this crown that they're totally surrendering themselves, dedicating themselves wholeheartedly and their whole lives and all their desires just giving it over to the king without leaving any room for their own personal desires. And whatever the king wants and commands, they will do with utmost um, Kabbalah sale, just accepting the yoke of, of the king. With, and without letting anything get in the way of the king's command. Because nothing can get in the way of the command of the king. Like the king, like it says, This is all because of the great nullification, self-effacement of the nation, accepting them themselves the yoke of the king's kingship. And because of such an intense bitl that they're expressing to the king and crowning him and showing that they have no desire except to do the king's will and everything that the king will command they'll do, that's how the king becomes aroused with a desire to be king. But this initial arousal of the desire of the king to be king over them is just a hakdama, just a preface to the actual being king. So here we start to see the connection of the idea of Malchus Dein Soif being the desire to be king, the Rotzin of Ana Emlech, whether it be a revealed desire or still a concealed desire. But in order to arouse this basically revealed desire of the king, 
to be king. It has to have come about through the bittel of the nation, the expression of the bittel of the nation. And before that, it could be that this king had potentially hidden within him a desire to be king. Because you can't have just any person be a king. He has to have a potential for it. He has to be a Ishmura Miyam, somebody who's totally exalted above the nation. Meshich Meimaik Velami has all the qualities to be a king. And that's why he has this Surotin, this desire to be king, but still hidden within himself. And therefore, he doesn't even know about it. But the nation's job is to arouse the king's desire to become king by showing their bittel to him. But at that stage, it's just a, a preface to the actual kingship, the ruling of the, the reign of the king. They're just arousing the king's desire to be king. Like in the stage, like in Malchuthin Saif, the Ratzin now, the revealed Ratzin of Anna Emlech, I want to be king. But still before, this divine energy is on a level to relate to finite worlds and to actually enliven them in an internal way. Because the idea of actual kingship, we're talking about down here by flesh and blood king, is the actual hishtarus of the king ruling over conducting the affairs of the country. He rules over the nation, um, reigns over them according to his will. Whatever he wants happens in the in the in his kingdom. And this is only happens afterwards, after the initial day of coronation, only afterwards when he's actually sitting on his throne, the throne of his kingship, and he is conducting the country according to his desire, and not at the actual day of coronation. The day of coronation is just arousing his initial desire to be to be king. Afterwards, when he's actually sitting on the throne and basically conducting the whole nation and ruling it and commanding what should be the laws, etc., that's when he's actually king. But at the time of the day of coronation, when he becomes aroused to have a desire to be king, that is the preface which is necessary in order that he should afterwards actually conduct the country and rule over the country. And even at that time of the coronation, when the nation is displaying their bittle to the king and just arousing his desire to be king, he's already called a king at that time. Where he's only aroused in his desire to be king, but he's already called a king. So therefore, as you see, there's already a... a relationship. There's already a relationship between the king and the nation. But this whole idea of arousing the desire to become king is only possible if there already exists within the king's soul a um, a decision within his soul to be king. And this is called the basically absolute desire the and hidden desire within the actual soul, within the, the essence of the soul of the person, basically that he has a tendency within him to be a kink. So there's already a hachlata, a some type of soul decision, a soul tendency, a nature implanted within the very essence of his soul that he has the qualities to be a kink. And that's what we're saying. The That's the level of the divinity of the Malchus Dein Soif, of the Ratzin before it's actually revealed. There still has to be a tendency. There has to be some type of quality within his soul to be a king. And that's called the Ratzin Amuchla. That's basically the desire before it, when it's still hidden within the essence of the soul. This thought and this desire, which is hidden within his soul to be king, that comes through a through an arousal within himself beforehand. Like we see that it arouses in the uh, the thought of a person within himself that he wants to be a some type of boss, a ruler, as a minister, a king. And this desire now, he thought he thought about it. Ah, it would be nice to be a king, 
and he decided within himself still uh, to have this desire. But still, within this initial desire to be king, there is no actual arousal and actual excitement. Basically, there's no actuality of this desire which will actually have a connection to being an actual king. It's only a decision, an initial decision, which he's made within himself. He thought about the idea. He says, ah, this fits me. He thought about it, and therefore he decided within himself that I could be a king. But not that I actually want to be a king yet. He's not actually arousing this desire and being excited about this and, and actually doing something to bring about this, this, this hidden desire to be king. So there is the Ratzin Mukhla, basically a Ratzin which was decided within himself because he sees he has the inherent qualities to be a king. And he thinks about the idea. And he thinks, ah, I could be a king, I have the qualities, and I like the idea. But this is just a desire which is hidden within himself. He decided that it could happen. That I, I do have the qualities, and I decided that it's something which is fitting for me. But yet, there is this this desire could never come to the forefront. There has to still be a of this rotten mukhla, this hidden desire, this decision which he made, which he is fitting for this job of being king. There has to be a isaudus to bring that from to the forefront. And then, when the nation actually requests from the king to be king. Then he will become in the Siratza, appeased, and he'll be aroused with this desire to actually, and a revealed desire to be king. So that's the second level of the Malchstein Saif, where there's actually a revealed desire to be king. The Ratzin Mukhlot of the king, he's already decided it's fitting for him. That's the Malchstein Saif before, when the Ratzin is still hidden within the Helama Atzmi, within Shem's hidden essence. And the Isaidus of this Ratzin, actual revealed Ratzin to be king, that's the Malchstein Saif when he's actually revealed desire to be king. And when does this happen? When does the revealed desire happen to the king after he's decided that he's fitting for this job? He thought about it and he decided that I could have, I could, it could happen, I could be a king. Then the nation shows their bittle to the king and arouses this hidden desire to a revealed state. If it wasn't, however, if it wasn't for this initial decision that he is fitting for the job of being king, he would never have been aroused, even though the nation is displaying their bittle to him, he would never be aroused to be king. He said, what are you doing? I'm not, I'm not, this is not, this is not who I am. I'm not fitting for this job at all. Why are you doing this to me? It's, the nation's, not, they're, they're talking, they're barking up the wrong tree, so to say. There has to be an initial decision within himself that seeing that the king, this person sees that he is fitting to be in the position of king. So therefore, only if he has that initial ratzin, the ratzin mukhlot, which is hidden within himself, there could then he could be aroused by the, the, the nation to be an actual desire of being king. But with this initial decision that he's fitting to be king, he's not yet called the king at that stage. Because at this stage, there's no arousal of a revealed desire to be king. Therefore, if there's no arousal of a revealed desire, you can't say that he is called the king yet person just decides that I could be a boss, I could be, uh, you know, I could run a company, I could be a king. He's not called the boss of the company yet. Only when his desires become aroused by the people, then you could already, at that stage, call him the king. Rather, at this stage, initial desire, the decision that I'm fitting for such a job, it's still hidden within himself, this desire, and therefore it's not relevant, it's not connected to actual an actual kingship, an actual being a king at all. Rather, this stage of the Ratin, where he decides that I'm 
fitting to be a kink. And it was he was decided within himself that I could be kink. Through that, then then he could be aroused and with a revealed desire to be king when the nation requests it from him and coronates him and shows their bittle to him. So now, the conclusion is from all this description is that there's three levels in the desire to be king. The one level is the revealed desire to actually be king, which is, is brought about through the nation displaying their bittle and coronating the king, coordinating this person to be king. So there's the desire to be king, which is after the nation has already aroused this desire within the king. Then there's the second level, which is the rotin, which is the desire of the king, which is aroused through the bittel, which is displayed by the coronation, by the nation, by the people. So that is now when this desire is becoming aroused. Then there's the third level, is the desire, the decision that this person made within his very essence that he has the qualities which could make him into a king. To be a king. But still, before it has any connection to an actual desire of being a king, and an, obviously to actually being a king. So, three levels in the desire to be king. After the king has already been aroused by the nation to be king, at the moment where the nation is arousing this desire to be king, at the, the moment of the hachtara, of the coronation, and the rotin, the decision that he made that he is fitting to be king. The, I'm turn it to page three now. And these three levels and the desire to be king, even though that the second level is the source for the third level, I mean, the second level, the, the arousal of his desire through the bit of the nation is the source for the, um, is the source for the third level. So now it seems to be turning, turning it around now. Meaning that the second level, that is the arousal for, of the nation, the arousing the king's uh, desire to be king, is the source for the actual his actual desire to be king after it's become aroused. Um, and the first level, meaning the Ratzimuchlot, the initial decision that I'm fitting to be king, is the reason, is a distant cause to the second level of the basically the fact that he can be aroused by the nation to be king. But nevertheless, at the initial decision that I'm fitting to be king, the Ratzin Mukhlop, you cannot still, you cannot call him at that stage an actual king. Because at that stage, he's just a person that made a decision that I'm fitting to be king. But the nation, nobody has aroused it, this desire, and there's no subjects that wanted to be king at that stage. Only at the second stage, where it's the an, around, the desire of the king has become aroused, the desire of this person has become aroused to be king through the bittel of the coronation of the people, even though at that stage he's still not connected to actually ruling in an actual way. He's not sitting on his throne giving out edicts and making laws yet. But that stage where the nation is displaying their bittel and coronating him, that's when he's already called the king. When his desire to be king has become aroused into a revealed state. But now, in the third level, where his desire has become aroused by the nation afterwards, after it's already become aroused, and now he has a real desire to be king, not, not, at, the stage, not at the stage where the arousal is happening by the nation. So now, in the Ratzon Agoli Lulucha, that's when he's actually called the king who's ruling, who reigns. Because at that stage, he's actually a king in actuality, 
sitting on the throne and conducting all the matters of the country through his ministers and his servants and actually making laws, etc. So that third stage of the Ratzin where he's actually, it's after the day of coronation, where now he has a real desire to be king and he's sitting on the throne, that is something where he is called the Melech Boishel. The second stage where he's being aroused by the day of coronation, he's called a Melech. He's called the king now. But the actual, when you call him an, a Melech Moishel, a ruling king, where he actually makes edicts and is conducting the affairs of the country, that's after he has is sitting on the, front of the throne now and has been aroused with a real desire. And this desire has become truly concrete. We'll stop there. Five lines at the top of page three, um, where now it's going to get into the analog and above in godliness to understand these different dargis and the ruts and the lucha and the desire, the levels and the desire to be king, Hashem's desire to be king of Ana Emlech, to be king over the worlds. The in the There's the Ratzin, how it's still hidden within Hashem's essence before it's become revealed. Then there's the Ratzin, this is all before the Simpsons, the Ratzin, the revealed Ratzin of Hashem, I want to be king over creation. And then there's the level where he, this Ratzin is actually desired and expressed in Malchus of Atzilus, how it's the source for the actual energy of creation.